the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Holy Spirit can't leave us because if he has sealed us for that day of redemption, that day when Jesus Christ comes to take us home, but the Holy Spirit can be grieved by our behavior and our attitudes and our words and our actions. If you've been with us for the last few days here on Study Verse by Verse, you know that Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno has been taking us through specifically the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, a portion of this epistle from Paul to the church at Ephesus that addresses primarily unity within the body getting along, treating each other, well, as a Christian should. If you've missed any of the messages, you'll find them on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. We've gone through verses 1 through 24, and we continue from there. Verse 25, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And so here Paul is stressing our mutual responsibility as members of the body of Christ, the church, that our actions and our attitudes and our words should not be destructive to the church. Lying disrupts unity because it destroys trust, and trust is one of the basic foundations of a healthy and happy relationship. It it breaks down relationships. Instead, we should speak the truth, and that then gives us an opportunity to reach understanding and protects the unity of the, of the church as well. And then it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So one of the other characteristics to be put off as part of the old nature is a lifestyle that is characterized by anger. Anger is an emotional outburst when something displeases us. Now, in and of itself, anger is not sin. The Bible tells us that God can be angry. But uh, So the Bible doesn't tell us we shouldn't be angry, but it does tell us that we should handle our anger uh, properly. We must not allow it, these angry feelings, to lead into hatred and so forth. According to Jesus, anger is the first step towards murder. Paul here writes, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. That's a figure of speech meaning that you need to emphasize, it emphasizes you need to deal with this issue soon, quickly. You need to deal with this issue of anger quickly because Anger that's allowed to smolder over time can burst into flames and give the devil a foothold and cause people to sin. If vented thoughtlessly, anger can hurt others and destroy relationships. And if it's kept within, it causes us to become bitter and can destroy us from within. And so that's why Paul is saying you need to deal with this anger immediately in a matter that builds up relationships rather than destroying them. Now, when anger is used properly and correctly, it can motivate us to right a wrong or correct an injustice, but if used improperly, it can hurt us and everyone around us. Verse 28, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Thou shalt not steal is one of the Ten Commandments. And when God gave that commandment, He was authorizing the right to private property or the ownership of private property. A person has a right 
to own what they create with their time, their talent, their energy, and so forth. They can use that, they can keep that, they can trade that. What It's theirs to, uh, to use as they see fit. And there are numerous laws that God gave in the Old Testament that have, that have become the foundation of our principles in uh, law today. Now, stealing and idleness oftentimes go together. And so Paul's instruction here is not only to stop stealing, but to begin working with honest hands. So Christians should be the best, the hardest working, the most honest workers on any staff. And furthermore, they should also be the most generous, willing to share with anyone in need, legitimate need. Verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So anything that causes injury to others or causes dissension, division, injury in the church is unwholesome. Unwholesome means worthless. It's talking about gossip. It's talking about slander. It's talking about foul speech. Foul speech is worthless because it leads us to think about things that are worthless. And so not only should our speech be kept clean and truthful, we should also speak things only that are useful for building up as fits the occasion. In other words, we need to be uh, attentive to the occasion, the situation, and the needs of the person or people that we are speaking with. And we must, use, we must choose our words wisely. Our speech should not tear down, but rather edify. And unless our speech, whatever we have to say, can help the other person, maybe it's better off if we not say anything at all. So it's important for us to think before we speak and make sure that what we say is edifying instead of tearing down. And, and what we say can benefit others, that God can work through our words to bring others to God's grace and to help them in times of need. Verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit can't leave us because if he has sealed us for that day of redemption, that day when Jesus Christ comes to take us home, but, but the Holy Spirit can be grieved by our behavior and our attitudes and our words and our actions. Lying, stealing, anger, foul talk grieves the Holy Spirit. When believers get together and they're quarreling and they're arguing and they're fighting and they're hurting one another, that grieves the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Apostle Paul continues, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. So he provides us a list of sins here, and that the first is, is bitterness, and that's a spirit that refuses to forgive and be reconciled. And then he talks about wrath or rage. These are outbursts of anger for selfish reasons. And then he uses the word anger, and that's describing a continuous attitude of hatred that's bottled up within. And he talks about clamor, and that's angry, passionate uh, argumentation. That should not take place uh, between believers or in the church. And he talks about slander. That's destroying another person's reputation through gossip and rumor and so forth. And then malice is a general term, a term that refers to anything. It's evil activity. It's deliberately attempting to harm another person. Every form of malice must be destroyed. Instead, Verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So kindness 
means acting charitably and benevolently towards others, as God has done for us. Kindness is taking the initiative in responding to the needs of others. God saw our need. We needed a Savior from our sin. God provided that Savior in Jesus Christ and saved us from our sin. And because we have received kindness from God, we also ought to provide kindness to others. And then the word for tenderhearted is sometimes translated compassionate. And compassionate is a genuine sensitivity and sympathy for the needs of others. And again, God is our model. Compassion characterizes God. In fact, in the New Testament, Jesus is often described as having compassion on the crowds. And then it says believers should always be forgiving each other, constantly, constantly forgiving each other. How? Even as God in Christ forgave you. He's the model again. And, And there's an important connection that we that we need to have here. You remember when Jesus was asked by his disciples to teach them how to pray, one of the phrases in the Lord's Prayer is, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The forgiveness that we receive is related to the forgiveness we are willing to give. Forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins as we forgive the debt of others. And so have you stopped to consider how much God in Christ has forgiven you and and the cost that was paid? I mean, for God to forgive us, He sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, who took our sin, our rebellion against God, on Himself and carried to the cross and paid the wages of our sin. He died on the cross for our sin so that we don't have to, so that God could forgive us. It cost God a great deal to forgive us. What does it cost us to forgive others? We have to choose to not be selfish. We have to choose to be willing to forgive. You know, when I think about how much God has forgiven me and continues to forgive, uh, it's very, very humbling. And it, and it makes me far more willing to forgive others. The next verse says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. Chapter 5, verse 1. So remember, it begins in 17, verse 17 of chapter 4. Walk not as other Gentiles do, that we're not to imitate the lifestyles of the unsaved around us. Instead, we should model ourselves or be imitators of God. These are the characteristics of Christian maturity. So your homework this week, should you choose to accept it, is as follows. The Apostle Paul wrote about anger. And so one of the questions is, is there someone you're angry with? It might have been something recent. It might be something that's been weeks or months or even years that you're dealing with. Is there a way for you to resolve the differences? Is there a way for you to mend that relationship? Sometimes there's not. The other person's not open to it or the other person has passed on. Whatever we can do to mend a relationship, we ought to do. But we definitely need to deal with this matter of anger. It needs to be behind us. That's part of the old nature, the old self that we need to be rid of. And then the Apostle Paul also wrote about thoughtful speech. Um, And so that then brings up the question, um, review this last week, conversations. Was there a conversation or conversations where instead of building up, the conversation tore down? Is there a pattern of that kind of conversation that comes out of your mouth? Well, then the homework for this coming week is to think before you speak and to ask yourself the question, is is what I'm about to say something that builds up, or is it something that tears down? And to get in the practice of thinking before you speak 
and asking God's Holy Spirit to prompt you to be attentive to what you say. You know, this is very practical guidance that's given to us by the Apostle Paul as to how we should conduct ourselves as mature Christians. Let's pray. Lord, we are so thankful for your word and your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we do want to live lives that bring honor and glory to you. And so, Lord, help us to be attentive to the prompting of your Holy Spirit, to think before we speak and to think before we act, so that we can honor you and glorify you with what we think, say, and do. Thank you, Lord, for saving us from our sin, through Christ Jesus, our, our Savior and Lord. Thank you, Lord, for adopting us as your own children so we can address you as our Father who art in heaven. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, amen. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Study Verse by Verse, a daily outreach from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And the teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely, senior pastor at the church. They're on the web at highlands.us. This being Friday, you want to look toward the weekend and possibly joining the congregation at Church of the Highlands for worship. There are three opportunities for that. You'll find those details on the website at highlands.us. And if you've missed any of this series, it was preached during the month of October. And when you click on the Sermons tab and look in the archives, you'll find the series in Ephesians. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day and weekend, and come back on Monday as we begin our Christmas series, taking us up to the 25th and study verse by verse.